Hello there. Welcome to this week's edition of the Vista podcast. Today, we're going to be continuing with our second podcast on the series of longitudinal focus topic areas or LFTs. You'll recall that we previously called these the benchmark topic areas, but that terminology was a little bit confusing. And so we've adopted LFTs as uh, the language we'll use going forward. And we're fortunate enough today to be joined by Dr. Yasmin Carter, who's the leader of our HETI LFT. HETI stands for Health Equity, Diversity, and Inclusion. Thank you so much, Dr. Carter, for joining us and allowing us to ask you some questions about the development of this topic in our MD curriculum. Thank you for having me. So as as you know, and as we've said in previous podcasts, these LFTs represent areas that have been underrepresented in our UME curriculum historically. Um, So we have some questions we'd like to ask of you, and and hopefully um, this will be beneficial to the stakeholders for VISTA and our curriculum renovation project in their work and their curriculum building. So I think I'll start off with some more basic process type questions, but can you share with us who is on your team? Who is helping you to do this very important work? Absolutely. So I have a wonderful team that includes students, staff, and faculty, both clinical and research. And I'm so grateful for their engagement and commitment. Uh, The team includes Leah Barisi, Tiffany Cook, P.Y. Fan, Sarah Forrester, and Nancy Lee. Fantastic. So we're calling the key themes within an LFT the core domains. Um, Has your group gotten to the point that you can list core domains? Where do you guys stand in the identification of such domains? Absolutely. So we do have domains. Uh, Health equity, diversity and inclusion, HEDI, uh, is really an amazing topic because it's absolutely massive. It exists in every single aspect of what we teach, how we teach and who we teach. So in order to support faculty in wrangling this microcosm of a universe into their teaching, we defined nine domains. And we worked with a number of stakeholders, including the Diversity and Inclusion Office, to align these domains to our institutional priority areas. And of course, our strategic plan, Impact 2025. Um, we're all aware that, unfortunately, certain concepts and populations continually continue being marginalized, really, in medicine. And so we've seized this opportunity with these domains to help uh, integrate and embed these. So just to put them on your radar, these are the nine domains. We have race and ethnicity, cultural humility and provider bias, transgender and marginalized genders, anatomical sex and intersex individuals, lingual diversity, sexual orientation body phenotype, abilities, both physical and neurodiverse, and diverse classroom and supportive learning environment. This last main specifically focuses on faculty development of skills. Thank you. Um, And um, can you speak a little bit to the process maybe of identifying those domains? How How did you arrive at this set of nine? Absolutely. So what we did, as I said, we we worked with a number of stakeholders and really as part of the plan that the university had, uh, there was a lot of focus on specific things that we want our students and learners to to really know about and to really improve in. And of course, we know as a school, anti-racism is a big part of that. Uh, And then we broke it down. We also wanted to look at the LGBTQ community. So those are included. Mm -hmm. And we went through and really defined the, the domains according to the skill sets and the topics that we could incorporate. This is a a great list. Um, Where can the build teams and the spokespeople for the build teams find these core domains listed? Where where can they they look for um, this list so that they can incorporate it in their work? 
Absolutely. So the wonderful thing, of course, is we have the SharePoint site. So we have this as a list and we actually created a document that has like a little bit of an overview and a description for each of these as well. So while the document was shared directly with Vista Block leaders, it's available on the SharePoint site for everybody. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's very helpful since that's where most people are working from anyway for their build teams. Um, have you, speaking of build teams, have you been able to develop some uh, communication techniques, some bi-directional communication with those build teams? How is that piece of your work going? Absolutely. So it's been going really well. The current iteration of the group is actually fairly new. So we obviously have been focused on getting our message out to the blocks. One of the things we've done is we've assigned a representative from our group to each block and block leaders then sort of directly communicate with that person. We've found this model to be very successful in opening the lines of communication in both directions. Uh, we also just finished wrapping up what we call our bird's eye survey in which block leaders gave us a feel for the domains they do and don't plan to incorporate and any kind of initial concerns that they had. Uh, this has been really helpful in allowing us to identify domains that blocks are struggling to incorporate or maybe struggling to understand the importance of. Thank you. I'm, I'm going to follow up with a subsequent question in a few moments after the next one about challenging domains. So I'm glad you, you raised that um, in your answer to this last question. But before we get there, I'm hoping that we might be able to get kind of specific now. The build teams are certainly at a phase in their work where they're developing specific educational activities. They're looking at objectives. Can you provide us with any examples um, of educational activities that incorporate these core domains that you've described? And I think it might be helpful for people to hear about um, the various phases. So, so examples within the discovery phase, perhaps, and then even later in the clerkship phase uh, of the curriculum. Absolutely. So, you know, first, let me say one of the wonderful things about diversity work is that it fits everywhere. And it doesn't necessarily need to take up a lot of time or space in a curriculum. Many of our faculty are already doing it. What we're doing here with Hedy is doing it in a really intentional manner. Now, sometimes that's small updates and adaptations. For example, you could have every OSCE have a Hedy component by looking very clearly at your standardized patient profiles and really pushing people's self-reflections on their assumptions. You can add a different perspective into a session. Um, but there's also a way to thread heady topics uh, throughout the entire curriculum. And I really think of it as like VISTA is the loom on which the whole curriculum is being built. And our goal is to enable faculty to weave in the threads of DEI, DEI topics, but they also need to know what's come before and what is ahead for learners so they see the whole picture. And we're doing this through targets. And basically what we've done is we've decided the skills and knowledge that we want our students to have. And then we've divided these into foundational targets, early targets, and advanced targets. So our advanced targets, you can probably guess, those are gonna go into that more clerkship phase, that more clinical phase. But early on, what would that look like? So when I talk about a foundational target, foundational almost always means getting everyone on the same page. So that might be an early session where we define race, where we talk about the non-biological construct, the fact that it's really about merged differences and it lives socially. 
And then we might have an early target where we talk about um, defining ethnicity as an example of that and how heritage and marriage customs of an ethnic group would lead to a shared ancestry. So an early example of this in the curriculum might be a session where we're discussing the genetic basis of a disease like Tay-Sachs. And we might talk about its incidence in the population who have Ashkenazi Jewish ancestry. And we in this session would then harken back to our foundations and a reminder of the, the biological nature of ancestry rather than the ethnicity. We could have cases of adoption. And then in the clinical years, we're really going to be looking at um, demonstration of skills. So we're giving you knowledge and then we're going to have the skills associated with that. So the advanced topics might be giving the opportunity to shadow during genetic counseling sessions. We might be looking at integration of these sort of knowledge of, of diversity topics into a patient's care. Did you demonstrate authentic and supportive and inclusive behavior in your exchanges in the clinic? Thank you. That is so helpful to hear, um, particularly around the, the expectation for a medical trainee to be integrating behaviors and appropriate language that they learned and came to understand during the foundational and early phases of the heady longitudinal thread. So thank you for that. Our, and getting back to the, the question around challenging domains, um, are, are there core domains that you're concerned are gonna be more challenging to integrate? And if so, what's the plan around that? How are you gonna approach it? Um, so absolutely, I think that we have domains. I think that's really obvious that there are domains that people desperately want to include, like race and ethnicity, but they want to do it well. And of course, the historical and social context of race in this country makes it a difficult but vital topic. Mm. And at Hedy, we really understand faculty can be nervous about incorporating DEI topics into the curriculum. So the big thing to really understand is we're not just telling you you have to do this. We're showing you how. We are here to help you. And the big thing is students are asking for it. No one is expecting perfection. When you look at these nine domains, it's not like we say, you know, from day one, faculty have to be incorporating this perfectly. There is no DEI textbook. So absolutely everything that you do is a massive improvement that you can be proud of. And one of the really interesting things, really not so much about the topics of the domains themselves, but actually is in, in really the world we live in today, we have sometimes a case where the learners coming into the room actually know more about this topic than mm -hmm. the faculty. Mm -hmm. And they may be using more current terminology. They may have experience in that field or lived experience. And that's really what Domain 9 is built on and in. It's around um, faculty development and helping everybody get on the same page. Um, one of the things I, I like to think of this is like a Mobius strip. It's a really interesting sort of mathematical shape. And when you look at it, it looks like a two-sided loop. But the truth of a Mobius strip is like diversity, where it only has one surface. We are all in a state of learning. We're all in flux and students and faculty will be constantly learning together and traveling the same path. And what I think is really important here is when we talk about the domains being challenging to integrate, we need a growth mindset. And we're gonna embed that in the curriculum, not just for the students, but for the faculty. We wanna create a positive, supportive feedback environment and not just a policing environment. So when people read these nine domains, some of them are gonna be more challenging to integrate, but the support is there to do it. 
I love that. And if you think about it, really all of medical education is this continual evolution uh, and, you know, remaining humble while having that growth mindset and allowing yourself to continue to learn over the professional lifespan. Um, So I love that. And um, I wanted to ask, so we've talked a lot about uh, integration with other content, but I'm sure you've identified that some of these domains might be better taught in a primary sort of way or where there is carved out space and time for this particular um, domain uh, one through nine. And I'm, I'm curious if you have thought about where that might be taught, where in the schedule perhaps, is there is there time or space or should there be time or space made uh, for, for these domains that might be harder to teach in an integrated fashion? Absolutely. So I think one of the really interesting things about these domains, you know, I often joke I'm an anatomist and I'll say learning anatomy is like learning a new language. You're always constantly picking up new words. And honestly, learning diversity and inclusion is much the same way. So one of the big things we need is learning language and terminology through a heady lens. We need to get everybody on the same page. There are some basic concepts that are foundational, that as we move forward, not only in our education, but in our careers, that we really need to sort of sometimes learn and sometimes unlearn. Mm -hmm. And so what we're looking at is that there's actually opportunities in the pre-arrival curriculum, in the jumpstart curriculum, to start introducing some of this primary heady material. And then early on in the curriculum, really setting those foundational targets, giving everyone the um, basic introduction to the concepts so that they can then be threaded out through the entire VISTA curriculum. We have not identified, you know, I can't say to you exactly week one, this is when it's going to occur. But one thing I will say is we have incredible buy-in from absolutely everyone. Everybody wants to see this happen and they want to see it in the best iteration humanly possible. So I have no doubt that it will happen. Uh, We're just uh, deciding what the brilliant places that might be to build in. And then we do have some additional options to come back and and introduce the foundation of more advanced topics. And some of that can be uh, in the second year in the the P3 week. So it's it's really going to be a fun process, but very much clearly laid out. The, the goal that we have when we're looking at sort of the integration of these topics is really that at any one point in time, both the faculty and the learner will know what has been taught before and what will be taught and what experiences will exist in the future. I have to say, I really appreciate that as somebody who's um, educational experiences in the later clinical years, the advanced studies year to be, to be exact. I love that you've thought about foundational early and advanced targets. I am assuming from a practical standpoint that those are also available on SharePoint for people to glance at. Um, is that correct? Uh, we are working on them right now and we're sort of introducing them to the blocks as they get built out. So Wonderful. that's Thank something you. to look forward to in the future. And we are right now, we do have a presentation uh, early in, in um, January where we will be introducing uh, descriptions uh, of each of the domains and also curricular examples for each of the domains to really help people uh, get the momentum moving. I love that. The examples that concrete delivery of this, uh, these concepts is so helpful to the faculty. So I appreciate all your work there. Is there anything else, Dr. Carter, you'd like to add before we break? 
Um, absolutely. I think one of the things that I want everyone to know, and this is regardless of whether you're um, actively in the trenches right now building the VISTA curriculum or you're thinking about how to build curriculum in the future, the HEDI team is here for you. We exist to help you do this. Sometimes diversity work is scary and sometimes it is so thrilling and so exciting because you can see changes being made that are going to impact patients in the future in just massive ways. We are a community. And so if you need help, if you need support, if you need someone to look at your materials or bounce an idea off, we are here. Reach out. Any one of us would be happy to help. Wonderful. Um, I know you mentioned that there's no DEI textbook out there, but I think you and your team should take your work and write one. Um, I, you're such an asset to just our whole school, but VISTA as well. Um, and I want to thank you, not just for your time here today with this podcast, but for all of the energy and investment you have put into building the thread of Hedy. So thank you for that and for your time with us today. Thank you. I so appreciated the opportunity to speak to everyone.